The sun is shining in Las Vegas, Nevada. Hello again, everybody. This is Harry Carey. That's the most asinine marketing I've ever heard of. Live. Bryant sends one a deep left way back. It is gone. A three-run homer. In the entertainment capital of the world. Didn't matter what the count was. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. Oh, my goodness. That's the longest home run to center field we have seen in this ballpark. T.C. Martin. Way back in my feet. It could be. Cockwhip. 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 Holy cow. Look at the left fielder. He has the ball yet. He has not won. And here comes the cup out on the field. is now in. Glad to have you with us on this Wednesday. Talk a little baseball today. Chris Bazio will join us. The former pitcher himself, the Mariners, the Brewers, and of course, pitching coach with several teams, including those Chicago Cubs from the 2016 season, where he still sports that World Series ring, but that team looks nothing like this version of the Cubs. So we'll talk to Bazio today. And uh, talk about the Cubs doing all these shipping and no receiving back. When will this franchise be good again? So look forward to talking with him about that. Plenty more baseball to talk about. We've got Olympics. Brian Salmon will join us today. Raiders training camp. Our good friend from over at News 3, the sports director there. So a lot on the table today. T.C. Martin, Ballpark Frank, Numchuck, other side of the glass, rolling on a Wednesday. Well, yeah, you're rolling. You're getting ready to roll out of town again for a little uh, split vacay uh, weekends. Uh, so I uh, hope you enjoy that. And you know how you can tell that that open is old? Not only because you hear Harry Carey on it, but the Cubs won. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I thought you were going to say because it hit the house. Well, the house is still there. even The house is it, there. It's, yeah. it's got bleachers on top of it now. They're, they're, right. They capitalize on everything. Right. And I believe that was a ball that Dave Kingman hit. I believe I remember that call when it happened. I think that was a Kingman shot. I don't think Harry was doing the Cubs when yeah, Kingman was there. Maybe it wasn't. Because Harry was still with the White Sox. I do remember Kingman hitting a house before. Yeah, because Brickhouse, Jack Brickhouse was doing that when uh, was the – Announced play-by-play yeah. broadcaster. Jack Brickhouse, Lloyd Pettit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 But yeah. I yeah, think it, that was a Sammy Sosa shot. It might have been. Yeah. I'm not sure. Though, but, yeah, <laughs> but, but, but I do know that, um, yeah, you're right. When Harry was over on the south side, he did the games with Jimmy Pearsall. That's right. From Fear Strikes Out, uh, the movie and that, uh, yeah. all-star with the Boston Red Sox. They still claim that Jimmy Pearsall never made a wrong decision on the field. So, like, when he would question a, a fielder, like, throwing to the wrong base mm-hmm. or something like that, and they'd be like, oh, like, you never made a mistake? And he'd be like... Yeah, technically, and that I didn't because when I was a kid, basically his father whooped his butt if he if he if he made a, a mental error. So mm-hmm. right, <laughs> right. Oh uh, yeah, Wrigley Field. I mean, again, like we've talked about a lot over the last couple of weeks, I really miss going to Wrigley Field, and that would usually be like my vacation spot, you know, to go. But not not going that way uh, this time. Like I said, going to Houston uh, to go check out uh, the Astros, check out uh, the Minute Maid Park, of course, Dusty Baker. So looking forward to. Spending some time, uh, you know, with him again. So yeah, I'm looking forward to 
to this. And I'm looking for food tips, like I said. And the food tips have already started coming in. So anyone that is from Houston, been to Houston, they've got some good food tips for me. Bring it on. Whether you call the show here today, hit me on Twitter at TCMartin21. Go ahead. I'm, I, I, I'm all ears. You know, 702-221-7283. Now, have you bothered? Are you one of the people when you go someplace, do you check the weather as well and see what the weather is going to be? Because I know it's generally hot and humid down mm-hmm. in Houston, but is there rain or anything? Is it going to be unseasonably warm? Do you check that sort of stuff before you uh, pack and get ready to hit the road? That is so funny that you bring that up. And I do. I always check the weather because I, I want to know how to dress and that sort of thing. And we did not rehearse this before the show. Not, this is just no, totally no, just. Not at all, of course. Two what, guys this, yakking. This is what we do. <laughs> yakking about uh, sports, food, and weather, uh, all the things that we love. Maybe we should but, call the show Yakety Yak. Don't talk back. <laughs> and then you'd have Bill Cartwright with the coasters. And, you know, when we do our, our music show, I'm sure that, you know, uh, he'll want to chime in and, and, and request that song. But anyway, yes, I always check the weather. However, I have not checked the Houston weather as of yet. And the reason being, I think because I know that most of the games will be indoors because Houston does have the retractable roof and it's inside. And I'm really not a big fan of, of indoor baseball. Sat through it in Milwaukee but I really loved those days in Milwaukee when they would open the roof. Yeah. And that was great. And again, you know, retractable, I, I do like retractable roofs yes, better. Much now, better. They probably cost a lot yes. more, and sometimes there's yes. delays in that. But yeah, because yes. you can still you can have outdoor baseball, but yes. if the necessity comes up, you don't have to yes. miss a game and try to reschedule something mm-hmm. because of a rainout. So I, 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 I do like that convenience and availability. Mm-hmm. And if Vegas ever got a team, uh, all the rumor, and well, basically, not even rumor, basically, everybody says, Point blank, they will have to have a retractable roof. Yeah, they're going to have to. But you know, back to your, your weather situation, I, I did get a, uh, a, a text earlier uh, from my wife, and she had said, hey, she goes, have you checked the weather yet? And I go, no, I haven't. She goes, well, I, I got a, a advisory uh, came on her phone or something like that because she follows like the Astros and other things of that nature and said, yeah, there's a weather advisory for Houston, so you better check that out. So I'm going, okay, what could that possibly be? Well, hopefully it's not a hurricane or something yeah, like that. Right. You know, a, because those do hit down there. Right. I, I haven't heard of it. I don't think it's hurricane season right now. No, I, I wouldn't think so. But it's funny how, how you brought that up today, and now I'm uh, checking this out. So I've got to find out you know, what the weather is going to be there so I can uh, be prepared. Because I have certain, as you can see my phone here, I've got many cities that I frequent, and I, I have the weather. But I don't have Houston locked in there. So, but I know 86, you know, right now, and we're looking at the weekend. 86 like, down there is pretty, I mean, that, 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 that's very comfortable yeah, for this time I of year. I like that. Okay, so we got eight, we got 89 tomorrow when I'm there, 77 the low. Then here come the thunder showers that you're talking about maybe here. 89 on Friday, 93 on Saturday. And, uh, and Sunday, that's probably 93 94. with a lot of humidity. So Yeah, exactly. So if, if there's not thunderstorms, it's gonna, you're going to feel like there is. Right. Right. So, yeah, not, not crazy about, you know, thunderstorms in the summertime. But, again, uh, we'll make it work, no doubt about could it. Could be worse. Could be in Tokyo where, the, where an earthquake hit the Olympics. Earthquake hit the Olympics. <laughs> or watching that the other night. And, and I'm watching, you know, the 5,000 meters. And they're on, running on this wet track and it's pouring rain. I'm going, what's going on here? 
And then even the women's soccer were playing in the rain, too. Well, what I thought was even, uh, it, it, and I think it was the semifinals for the hurdles it was raining. And I'm yeah. thinking, boy, when you're running hurdles in the rain, you know, you, you run on a track and it's it's raining. It's bad enough when it's raining, but if you're doing hurdles on that, you hit a hurdle and you slip or something. I remember one of the girls, I think she was a bronze medalist in the last Rio Olympics, wasn't really expected to compete and make the final this year, but she hit like the second to last hurdle. And when she hit the track, she not only hit it, but she she kind of hydroplaned a little bit because of the wet surface on the track. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I mean, and man, what we've had some great races in the track and field with the men's and women's 400 hurdles and the 200s and the, I mean, just... If you're a track and field fan, I agree with you. It is sad that it's hard to find some of this stuff. Yeah. And I finally, this morning, before I come here, I see boxing for the first finally. time. Finally! I hear Sean Porter doing yeah. the commentary. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I think from all the times you've had Sean on, I think he's learned some tricks from you because he was very adept at mentioning at Francisco Torres, the, the super mm. heavyweight who has made it to the gold medal final. By the way... If he wins, it'll be the first gold medal for the U.S. in super heavyweight since, you know how long ago? i got to say Riddick Bowe, maybe even, uh, or Shannon Briggs. Terrell. Terrell Biggs? Biggs, 1984. There it is. Okay, there it is. 1984, the last time that America won gold. But Sean's talking, and he had interviewed Torres on his podcast, and he mentioned his podcast, and he mentioned the podcast, and then he said, by the way, uh, I'm not just mentioning my podcast just to give props to my podcast. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, well, we got some really good stuff, and he told me some really interesting things. He was valedictorian at his high school, and he's going into his history in it, yeah. but he managed to slip in his podcast like four times yeah. in a few minutes <laughs> that I watched the fight, and I'm thinking, he, he's got a little radio savvy. I remember at the Cosmopolitan when he thanked you for having him on yeah. all those times and letting him hone his staff, so yeah. uh, his craft, excuse me, but yeah, but yeah so he's a, uh, but he really Really knew how to slip in that podcast. That a boy. That a boy. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, he has been uh, just very humble with all that. And and, and he, I told him, you know, from the very, very beginning, the very first time I, I had him on, going back to when I first got back to Vegas when I was doing the show at the Palms, and he just was kind of enthralled with the whole thing. And, you know, we had talked about that on the air as well, too. So, yeah, I, I love that he's doing it. He, it's weird because a lot of people think that he's back in Tokyo. He's actually in Connecticut uh, in the studios there. Yep. Uh, you know, doing the boxing so he's been back there a couple weeks and you know we'll visit with him when the olympics are over and to get you know his you know uh, thoughts yeah. on on everything yeah. and, and how that all worked out because this is really he's done other shows um you know on on fox and and showtime where they kind of tried him out but this is his his first fledged you know where he's doing it basically every day now yeah. over and, there and, so and again good I, for I, him very happy for yeah him. i thought he did a good job one thing that he brought up that i thought was interesting because they haven't shown a lot of boxing is yeah. They have open scoring there. Well, so they're showing the corner, it. We just haven't been able to find it. Well, yeah, they, they've been showing it on Peacock. But they have the open scoring yeah. there. So, like, in the second round, he's going, well, Torres does have a nice lead right now. You don't want to get careless. I mean, you want to still be aggressive in that. But, I mean, the corners in that can see what the score is during the bout. And I know there's been talk about doing that in pro fights and that. And mm-hmm. it seems like most people are against it, certainly, you know, traditionalists and that kind of stuff. But it does make it interesting because it almost tells you, you better go out and get a knockout or yeah. something like that. So, But Torres got the win. Uh, he beat a fighter from uh, Kazakhstan, and now he's uh, taking on somebody from Uzbekistan in the in the gold medal final. But trying to be the first super heavyweight since 1984 for the USA, he did win a bronze back in 2016. So. Yeah, I mean, you talk about Terrell Biggs, 1984-88, where good friend Kenny Adams was the Olympic coach. You know, Pat Nappy in '84, and Kenny was the assistant. And then Kenny was the head coach in '88 with uh, all of those. And that's when you know we talk about the marquee events of swimming and 
you know, uh, track and field, gymnastics, basketball, but boxing back in those days, that was marquee as well, too. And you got to really to know those guys. Remember Sugar Ray Leonard going back to 72 and, and, and the list goes on, you know, 76 and all. The list just goes on and on and on. Well, and, and, and I'll date myself even a little bit more. Yeah. I remember when the great Cuban fighter, Teofalo Stevenson, oh, course, when yeah. everybody was like, if yeah. he turns pro, he'd be heavyweight champ. Now, yeah. we don't know how he would have equated to 15 rounds back then in the heavyweight division and everything. But, boy, in those Olympic bouts, yeah. he was sensational. And you go back to Cassius Clay, you know, 68. You remember that as well, too. So, no, boxing was huge, and it's just too bad that it's kind of fallen by the wayside as far as an Olympic sport. And, again, a lot of that has to do with the way they've, you know, the controversy they had, especially in those 88 games, you know, that Kenny Adams has talked about so many times with Roy Jones Jr. and, you know, giving him the wrong times and the bus and just all this other nonsense. And but so just the horrendous decisions. Yeah, the scoring and, and changes. Not to talk over you, I no, apologize. You know, no, no, so. no, but the scoring changes as well, too. Like you said, you know, before, it, they judged it like a professional fight. And then remember they went to the 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 pity pat situation where they score for every time they yeah. you know it was like fencing yeah it, it's it, like it, what are they doing yeah oh he hit him with the white putter to love and he yes. no he tapped him yes you know yeah. Yeah. I mean there's you know it's like yeah you don't often in the Olympics in that sea and again I don't know if you see it at all because it's the first time I've seen any boxing in this Olympics but right. you know like in about you see power shots and the significant strikes and things like that back there it's just like oh it scored a point no something that almost knocks you on your butt. Is a lot different than just let's play patty cake. Yeah, yeah. Let, <laughs> let, let's touch it. You know, in in that point is the same as some guy gets hit flush with a left hook. Yeah, it's it's crazy. All right, so we got uh, a lot of Olympics to talk about uh, today's show. Uh, a little bit later on, too, I want to hit on uh, a very disturbing uh, story. I'm not sure a lot of people know about the sprinter from Belarus. And uh, I want to dive into that uh, a little bit later. But I want, you know, since we're talking baseball, we're going to have Chris Bosio on here pretty soon. I, I did want to talk uh, about the Astros and Dodgers game last night, which was uh, a phenomenal baseball game. And it was at Dodger Stadium last night. It was the first time that the Astros had visited Dodger Stadium since fans were allowed in the stadium going back to these two teams playing each other uh, in the 2017 World Series. And obviously, that was a great World Series. It was a World Series that was has been talked about, uh, you know, for the past couple years uh, because of everything that came out with the Astros and the cheating scandal, scandal, and the banging the garbage cans and the buzzers and all this other kind of stuff, you know, which led to the to the firing and in suspensions of of Astros, you know, AJ Hinch and and other people as well within that organization led them to fire A.J. Hinch, hire Dusty Baker to clean everything up last year. And, uh, you know, these fans have not forgotten about this, even though it was four years ago. But there's a lot of elements that I want to talk about in, in this game, in this situation last night. Because if anyone who's been to Dodger Stadium or they've watched games at Dodger Stadium, you know the routine. You, 7-10 is first pitch. And usually you'll have maybe a quarter of the stadium filled. And then by about the third inning, it'll be fairly packed. And then once the seventh inning rolls around, after the seventh inning stretcher, after the Dodgers bat in the seventh, then people start you know, fleeing for the exits. This thing literally reminded me, and everybody that I know that, that watched it, a couple people I know that were at the game last night, and then the announcers last night it portrayed it. It was a great situation because it was like a World Series game. Here we are. At the beginning of August, 
and this game had the feel of a playoff game, a World Series game. It was the largest crowd of any game this season. 52,692 were in attendance at Dodger Stadium, and it was crazy. I mean, you would think that this was a Kurt Gibson game, or it was you know the Dodgers back in 2017, or even the last couple of years. Uh, it was the loudest I've ever heard a regular season game. Uh, the atmosphere and the tension was was so good, and it was so enjoyable. Now, of course, I enjoyed it because the Astros won three to nothing. Walker Bueller came into this game with his ERA under two, and with an eleven and one record, and it was just a well played game. It was a uh, a, 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 a pack, action packed game, but the tension. And to see Lance McCullers, who was going against Walker Bueller, uh, he had nine strikeouts, three walks, and, and Dusty left him in the game into the eighth inning, even let him bat in the top of the eighth inning. And it was very unusual. We'd never see that in a regular season game. And then when uh, you know, McCullers you know, you know, got the leadoff guy on, Maldonado goes out there, and McCullers is putting his his arms around Maldonado, like begging to stay in the game. And then Dusty came in a hitter later after he had runners at first and second. He didn't want to come out, and he had like 110 pitches. Bueller had over 110, 120 pitches as well, too. And it was, it was unlike anything that I've seen in a regular season game or specifically at Dodger Stadium. Uh, then we had the nonsense that went with it. We had four delays because people were throwing the garbage cans. And, of course, they don't show it on television, so you really don't know what's going on. There were a couple fights that broke out. And I counted like four delays. And then I've never heard a PA announcer ever say this before, especially at Dodger Stadium, where he just... You know, usually the PA announcer at Dodger Stadium is, uh, you know, like this, you know, now batting Justin Turner, you know, and he just said, please refrain from throwing objects on the field and using foul language and just like caught everyone's attention. It's like, wow, what's, you know, what's going on here? But uh, yeah, the the booing happened every time Jose Altuve came up and uh, Carlos Correa, but these Dodger fans... They really are, I'll use the word stupid, because Jake Myers came up to pinch hit for the Astros in in, in the ninth inning. Jake Myers, and they start booing this guy profusely. This guy is having his second career at bat, and they're booing him. It's like, boo the people. If you really go go and want to be into that, then hit the guys that were there in 2017 that you felt that were guilty or whatever. And the Altuve, I get it. And the Correa, I get it. But guys like Michael Brantley, who's playing with Cleveland, why are, you, why are you giving him the business? And some of these other guys, I mean, I get it, your passion, this and that, but there really is a lot of stupidity with these fans. And then it's just moronic to start fights. If you see people wearing Astros jerseys, and I saw guys walking in, and I'm going, oh, man, this guys he's going to take his life in his own hands, people wearing Astros jerseys. But, again, this, the stupidity of some fans, the vulgarness, and you know, Dodger Stadium has gone through this before. Remember, they beat the heck out of a Giants, you know, fan years ago. Yeah, almost killed them. Yeah, so I mean, the tension was on the field, and the tension was in the stands last night. And by the way, that Giants fan, if I remember right, that was after that was at the end of a game when the Dodgers Correct. won. Correct. Correct. They won the game and yes. they acted like that. But yeah. no, yeah, yeah, it's almost like they're trying to make the blue hole or something like that. Right. Like they want this, you know, it's like, you know what? You can spend $300 million or $3 billion or whatever it is on a payroll. It doesn't buy you class in the stands. 
And and you said stupid. I'm going to go classless. And yeah. the sad thing is, it's not every fan out there. And there's a lot of people. I'm sure a lot of the fans bringing their kids in that are going. Look, we didn't come. We didn't sign up for this or whatever. But it only takes a few, and it only take you know. Then you get a little alcohol in you too, and you do find somebody, and you find a target, and and that's the kind of stuff. I remember going. We used to take road trips uh, when I followed the Blackhawks in Chicago, and we'd go up to Detroit or Minnesota or down to St. Louis and that. And yeah, people would shout stuff at you and this and that. But even in, in the, even in those venues, they weren't looking to throw it on and fight all the time and do stuff to you. There's no need for that. You should be able to go and cheer on your f- team and wear their jersey or whatever without having to worry literally taking your life into your hands. Mm. But too many people today do that kind of stuff, and it, it ruins it for everyone. And I kind of applaud the TV stations for not showing it and that sort of thing. But at the same time, maybe you should a little bit. I'd like to see them show it, and I'd like to see on the police blotters and that how they were prosecuted and show that they're not just getting a slap on the wrist mm-hmm. or something like that. Because remember when the father-son team at Comiskey Park went out and attacked the Kansas City There's another first base one. coach? Yep. And then what happened? They found out that they basically got a couple hundred dollar fine, and that was it. And they're like, that's not a deterrent. That's almost an incentive to, yeah, if you want to do that and you got a couple extra hundred bucks, go ahead and do it. They need to kick these people out. They need to make sure that they never get back in the stadium, and they need to throw some kind of harsh penalties against them because you can't allow this kind of stuff to go. They're talking about putting up screens all around the park to protect people from foul balls and bats that go into the stands and things like that. How about protecting people from the other people? Yeah, no, it was uh, it was totally re- ridiculous on on that uh, facet last night. So yeah, here is uh, here's some sound from Dodger Stadium last night. A lot to lose or gain for him this year. So there it is, yeah. <laughs> I've never really heard that at a baseball game, let alone Dodger Stadium before. I, I've definitely heard it at some hockey games and even football games oh, in sure. the past in yeah. Chicago. Yeah. Where they, it, it was funny because at the old Chicago Stadium they used to say, please do not use language inappropriate for women and children. <laughs> and the men in the special orange jacket are off-duty Chicago police officers who will arrest and prosecute you if you get out of line or something. Yeah. That's when there used to be fights right. in the stands all the time at the Blackhawk yeah. games. But, but yeah, it's just and, – and, and, again, it's a sad state. And, and I, I'm all for cheering on your team and being really loud and, you know, and maybe even sometimes a little bit obnoxious. But you can't go over the line. I yeah. mean, you, you just shouldn't. I mean, show a little re- respect for the other people there as well. And if you see kids in that around you, have some class. And, and let me say this, too. Just throw out the disclaimer I am not a Houston Astros fan. I was not rooting for the Houston Astros in 2017, 2018, 2019. And, and again, my friend is the manager there, and he took the job in 2020, and I wanted to see him do well. And they're having a great season this year. And like I said, and we had him on after he got hired, it was like he was the right guy for the job. And everybody it, it, you know, admits that. And it, it, it's a travesty in the sh- you know, we, we use, I'm not going to use the language, but the, the show that it was for him to take over that, that team in that situation. I mean, it was, it was asked a lot of him to do it and to basically clean up the garbage 
so to speak, you know, with uh, with this situation, and they've they've handled it well. And you can say what you want about Jose Altuve and 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 Correa and, and some of these other guys that were on the team at that point in time, but let's remember something. This was four years ago. We're talking about 2017. That this Dodger. Astro thing, and there's no guarantee the Dodgers were going to you know, win this World Series if um, you know the Astros weren't stealing the signs. And again, we can get in a whole discussion about this. This is what everybody has always done: is stealing signs from you know the inception of baseball, and that's part of the gamesmanship. And I understand you bring in electronics or whatever, but the bottom line is it is still. It virtually impossible, even if you think you know a fastball is coming or a curveball, to to hit it square, to to hit it right there, and then hit it out of the park or whatever. Have the ball drop. I mean, baseball is such a tough game to play as it is. But four years, these fans are still crying, yelling, screaming, and going to the extreme of throwing objects on the field, cursing at players, and trying to throw objects at players while they're on the field, it's ludicrous. It's insane. And again, this is four years ago. And and you're booing players that weren't even on that team. It just shows the ignorance here. But it just, like, when do you get by with it? You get away from this uh, this type of behavior. And I get it. If you are, say, a Yankee fan where maybe, you know, the Astros beat you you know, going going into a World Series or something like that. Maybe even Cleveland. But people in San Francisco were doing the same thing. What do they have against the Houston Astros? I mean, nothing. Or a, a the Houston Astros against, you know, another inter- interleague play team. You know, you go over and play Milwaukee or whatever it is. And and for these these fans just to to do all these things, they they weren't in direct competition. With that, they didn't prevent you from advancing on or whatever. So, again, it just seems uh, a little bit crazy that four years has gone by, four seasons, and this kind of stuff is still going on. And again, I, I not that I'm an Astros fan, I'm not apologizing for the Astros at all because even when that happened with the cheating thing, it's like it it, do, it doesn't phase me, and I don't understand why people take this so personal that. Okay, you, you claim somebody was cheating, they got caught cheating or whatever, and it was sign stealing, uh, and just like the people that went went crazy about the steroids, you know, situations or the PEDs with you know Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, and stuff. Uh, I don't get it, I, and, and to carry it on over and over, let it go. Well, our good friend Armando just sent me a text. Who's a Dodger fan, by the way? Yes, I know she sent you a text and not me. Said, I will never not boo the Astros, not going to forget. So you do have that passion out there in some yeah. people. But one thing that you said earlier, I it, it kind of caught my ear, and I thought it was almost comical. Okay. Because when you said, they're booing a guy who's only having a second at bat. Right. Or they're booing a guy that was in Cleveland. You expect the average Joe fan that has that mentality to actually do their homework and see who was on the team back then? Yes! Yes, that is not going to happen. Anybody in an Astro jersey or in the stands last night is going to get booed and harassed. But they don't do that, though, because they have gotten educated. You know why? Because people have pointed that out during the course of the last you know, year and a half 
that, uh, hey, why are you going to boo this guy, not this guy? You know what I'm saying? So people, so when they go to the park, they are now educated Some about them that. Some of them are, but not a lot of well, them, not all of them. But you notice, Jose Altuve steps to the well, plate. Well, some get louder boos because right. they were more in the yeah. limelight and this and but that. But some got like no boos. But then again, it's just ironic that you pick a guy like Jake Myers who's having his, you know, his second career at bat, and then they're going to boo him. Okay, if you're going to do that, then why don't you do, why don't you, do you know, Maldonado, you know, or, or somebody else uh, of, of, of that nature. Kyle Tucker, he was in the minor leagues. I Give just, it to him. I just think you're giving the fans way too much credit for doing their due diligence. I guess and I'm getting, you know. I, I'm supposed I, to expect I, the, you know, the ineptness I, I of a fan. I don't see them bringing the, 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 the 2017 <laughs> roster and going, Oh yeah, yeah. He's fair game to boo. Up, oh, he wasn't on the team, so let's kind of. It's it's not going to happen. They're just they're booing when they want to boo, and the more alcohol they get in them, the more likely they are to boo whoever comes up. All right. Four years ago, Armando, give it up. Four years ago, there's no guarantee that the Dodgers were winning anyway. Wait, you mean there's no guarantee that if something happens in a game, so if Bartman wouldn't have done that thing, there's no guarantee that the Cubs would have won the World Series that year. Good point, right? Alex Gonzalez. <laughs> What happened to that ham and egger? <laughs> Jeez. Great point. Exactly. <laughs> Chris Bosio is going to join us. We are going to ask him what has happened to the team that he was on the coaching staff with. That 2016 team, even the 2017 team, they're all gone right now. They're gone. They gone. I think there's like three guys left from that team after the Cubs had said goodbye to Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant. Um, you know, Javi Baez and, and, and several others. So, but none of those three guys left get booed at Wrigley Field. Yeah, yeah. What's going to happen when they come <laughs> back to Wrigley Field? It's standing nose for them, right? Probably, no doubt. You know, if it was hockey, they'd have a video tribute, but I don't think they can do that. They do have the new board up there. They do have the new board. Oh, maybe they will. Who well, knows? They, they do Here's do video cr- tribute. You know, so. yeah, maybe they do. I don't know. Uh, all right, we'll talk to Boz when we come back. Plus, we got Olympics and NFL training camp. A whole lot more. Glad to have you here on this Wednesday. Hey, this is Steve Heitner, and lucky you, you're listening to the TC Martin Show. Uh, that's gold, baby, gold. Cubs theme going here? I don't know. I, our next guest uh, had heard this uh, play uh, hundreds of times. Probably even more than hundreds of times. We'll get his thoughts on that. Chris Bosio, the pitcher extraordinaire, and of course the pitching coach with that Cubs team of 2016. What's up, Boz? Sing along. What's up, TC? How you doing? I'm good, man. Numchuck's uh, you know, playing playing the song. He actually thinks he's going to get a reaction out of you out of this song. What do you think? Better pack a lunch. <laughs> See, you got to remember that, Numchuck. You know, it's like you know when guys leave an organization. You know, sometimes they don't want to be. You know, want to talk about it. They don't want to be reminded of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I hear you, boss. <laughs> I hear you, man. All right, I can still see Boz though, you know, getting dressed, putting up the putting on the pinstripe uh, every day. You know, there it is. Probably putting the chewing tobacco in there. There you go. I know you miss that, man. Throwing batting practice, getting line drives hit off your shin. You love that, don't you? You miss that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thanks for just being so talkative today, man. Come on, man. What's going on? Oh, nowadays, he's busy teaching youngsters how to avoid getting those shots up the middle going off his shin guards. And stuff. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Jeez. 
All right, man. Uh, let's talk about the Cubs' moves here. Now, you called it. You said it was going to happen. You got Anthony Rizzo to the Yankees. Javi Baez goes to the Mets. Chris Bryant goes to San Francisco. And what does Bryant do, of course, homers in his first game with the Giants on Sunday? Uh, that uh, that was something special here. Uh, Boz, let's, let's take a look at, at these moves. And I know that uh, Jed Hoyer made some comments the other day as well, too. And it seemed like the Cub, you know, he's trying to, to paint the picture here that, you know, hey, we had to get rid of these guys. Not sure they had to, but he talked to each of them individually and wanted to put them in, I guess, places that they wanted to go and could possibly succeed at. So uh, just give me some feedback when you, when you heard the news and you knew it was coming, like we talked about before, but when it all, all actually went down last week, what were your thoughts? You know, it's crazy because I I swore if I ever got in that position again, I'd do everything I can to try to make it succeed. And what I'm talking about was the 95 Mariners. That was one of the best teams that I've ever been on. And that followed a strikier team in 94 when we had no World Series. Mm-hmm. So we came back, got into the playoffs, and all of us, we're like, please don't break this up. You know, we got a good thing going. If anything, add another another starting pitcher, another bat. We traded Tino Martinez and Jeff Nelson to the Yankees. And I remember Jeff Nelson calling me, crying. I'm like, I'm like, dude, what are you, what are you crying about? He's like, are you kidding me? You got a good thing going here. And I'm like, I get it, but you're probably going to end up winning three or four World Series rings. And he did. He won four. Right, And it's bittersweet because as a Chicago Cubs starting in the lean years in 2012 when I first signed the contract, 13, first season, we knew what we were going to do. We knew we had to get all our veterans hot, give them cupcake schedules, if you will, the term Theo used. Because match them up, we're the best where we can win these guys. And you know what? It worked out beautifully. We got we got big hauls for for Dempster and Garza. I mean, you know Paul Mahomes, right? Scott Feldman, Soriano was uh, there when you were there too. Soriano, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Castro. Yep. I mean, it was crazy what we had done in in really a short period of time, and to get all the draft picks, and then to sign a couple of free agents. In the 2015 team, when we lost to the Mets, we were a better team than the 2016 team. The thing the 2016 team was is we learned from our mistakes on how to play in cold weather. That's what got us all the way through, through the rain delay against Cleveland. But as far as the players go, I'm not surprised at all. This is just, you know, just a little smidge of what these guys are going to do this year. Because all of them are going to be in the playoff hunt. Watch and see what the boys do when it comes their time. These guys were groomed for this. They were raised for this. And now they're going to do it with other clubs. You know, Boz, you look at, we talk about Rizzo, Baez, Bryant, and then let's even go back, you know, to last year, you know, Kyle Schwarber leaves, John Lester, a guy obviously, you know, was on your staff, uh, Dexter Fowler. 
When you look at this roster now, I believe the number is there are three guys left from that World Series team in 2016. And this is is got to be a shock to Cubs fans, especially you know the younger Cubs fans because they don't they don't know the torture that the Cubs fans went through before the 108 years. Pretty much they know you know the the, the good life of the last you know five six seven years, and it. I think if you're a diehard Cubs fan, you're going to think like I do. Like, well, maybe they might not get back here again. Maybe they might not get back to a World Series again because it is so hard to win a World Series. Give me your thoughts about looking at this roster now compared to the roster it was when you left. Not even even close. We had established veteran players on that team when I, when we took over, but no prospects. They think they've got top prospects. Top prospects, what is that going to give you, a minor league award? Mm-hmm. It's the difference between having major league players that sometimes get rushed in certain organizations that are succeeding, but they're not missing on their draft. It's not keep my guy in the system for five years so we can build him up so the sixth year – now he's a minor league free agent if it doesn't work out. You know, it, it's, it's really, it's a 180-degree difference for me compared to what was to what is now because they don't, they don't have the prospects like we had coming up with Contreras and Baez and Chorber and Hendricks and Happ. We did, and, and Caratini, they don't have that in the system. They've already come out and said it. Their top catching prospects, who they thought was number one, one is hitting, is hitting two ten. Well, and one of the dangers with the prospects too is, and and I know that you know this very well, Chris. Is you know prospects don't always pan out. You know, sometimes you're looking for gold and you find fool's gold there. And as you mentioned, that team that you had, when you bring prospects up, but you also have that veteran leadership and that winning attitude in a clubhouse, and that that goes a long way. Part of being a young prospect is learning how to win. And if you're in an organization and a team that doesn't have that right now, it makes the job a lot harder. You know, it's, it's interesting. I was actually thinking about this last night. I don't know if it's a slap in the face or a pat on the back being known for an organization that's good in the trade but bad in the draft. That's a good point. That, that, that is a good point. I mean, you look at that team we're talking about, the three guys, Contreras, yeah. Hendricks, Hayward. That's all that's left. That's it. And that is strange. I mean, unless you're maybe the Florida Marlins because they were famous for that. You know, having to dump those salaries, you know, after they won a World Series, but but to have only three guys in you know less than than four seasons removed or five seasons removed, that that seems a little crazy, especially when you fought so hard to get to to get to this spot. So let me ask you, and we were talking about this yesterday. I want to get your take on this. How far away do you think the Cubs are to basically? I don't want to use the the term relevant. But let's just say, you know, being a World Series contender again, are they close or are they a, a million miles away? I'm not going to say a million, but they're years. Okay, let's they're, talk. They're let's talk very, years. 
I don't, do I don't know, TC. They're a ways away. Yeah, they are, right? Yeah. Because there's so many teams right now with young talent that have better talent than them. And their, their thing is this. Okay, we signed Bryant. We signed Baez. That costs us $400 million. Is that really worth that when we could have maybe between them five or six prospects? Now prospects, not prospects. Like the Hall, you know, like Washington got. Number one, number two, number nine. Those are top prospects. Getting a 27, a 28, a 30, those aren't top prospects. Those are throw-ins. And that's, it's amazing to me. And I know this is a walk here. It's amazing. I can't believe that the White Sox gave up on Madrigal. Right? Yeah. You never see, you never see that. You never, never see that. Remember, remember last year the big trade thing was the international money? Right. Now this year it's, well, we're going to trade you guys that were just recently drafted in the top ten. Yeah, Nick Madrigal, Madrigal, a a Elk Grove slash Sacramento guy who was, I mean, rookie of the year, you know, candidate there and was just phenomenal with a team that's, you know, playing well. They have a lot lot of good parts. I don't know why you would part with a guy that soon in his career. And and that, that is a great point. And again, it just makes you wonder sometimes what's going on with some of these guys in their mind in the front in the front office there. I don't get that at all. And there's a lot of moves I don't, I don't get at all. And, you know, with the Cubs, okay, fine. You want to break up that team, and you could probably make the argument that, okay, everything, you know, kind of went right. And you've said it yourself. In that 2016, you guys are better in 2015. And, you know, you didn't know, you know, Baez had all kinds of talent in, in the world. But then again, you know, he had snafus, and there were questions about him defensively and everything. But it's like everything fell into place. And, you know, the strikeouts and that sort of thing. But with the Cubs, it's like maybe they really didn't have the right chemistry, the right mix. I mean, you probably know better than anybody. I mean, you know what that clubhouse was like uh, in those years that you were there. We never should have made changes after winning the World Series. Right. You know, I mean, we, we got right back to the National League Championship Series. You know, in 17, and then all of a sudden now our our manager, you know, wanted to make some changes, and he, and that's his, that's his thing. He wanted to do it, but isn't it funny how literally three years after that, we they haven't won a division title since. Yeah, and they're not they're not they're not any closer. Yeah, players are gone. He's gone. You're gone. Everyone's gone. Yeah, and now, like I said, they are. They are years away from from contending. Chris Bazio joins us, the former pitcher and, of course, pitching coach with that Cubs team in 2016. Boz, I want to talk to you about the Dodgers getting Max Scherzer here, a guy you know pretty well, too, and competed against him for many of those years. Um, and then today we get news that the, the Dodgers get Cole Hamels at age 37. Hamels has been injured. You know, he had shoulder and uh, triceps injuries, pitched one game with the Braves last year. You look at this, you know, Dodgers rotation, and now you look at it, and Max Scherzer will take the mound for the first time as a Dodger tonight. I mean, a lot of these trades look weird. Bryant in a Giants uniform, Scherzer in a Dodgers uniform, especially all those battles between Washington and the Dodgers during his time there. 
Uh, and even when he was with Arizona for a while as well, too, battles against the Dodgers. Uh, what do you think about the Dodgers right now? Tough to go against Mad Max. I mean, I, I had the privilege of coaching him in the All-Star game in 17. He was our starting pitcher. I, I've never seen a warm-up skit like it in my life. <laughs> Screaming and yelling and just getting ranting and raving. I mean, I, I saw Randy Johnson. I've seen Nolan Ryan. I would literally watch him, yes, because back in the old Texas team, the mounds were on the fields, people. And a lot of people are going, what are you talking about mounds on the field? Well, when we played, there were mounds on the field. You could watch these guys warm up. And to watch Nolan Ryan warm up before a game, it was, it was one of the top five things in my baseball life to watch. Max Scherzer in the All-Star game, I'll put him in the top ten. Yeah. Because it was just, it, it was intimidating to watch. And I could relate to him. I wanted, I wanted to hand him a bottle of water because I thought he was thirsty. He goes, don't buttercup me. Put the <laughs> bottle down. And this is don't an all-star game. Me. And I've seen yeah. that in Washington, what you're talking about, during a regular season game or a playoff game. But this is an all-star game you're talking about. And he, he's still I, I know. It. I know. And then, he, then he's throwing 95 to 98, walks off the mound as his inning's done, and we're like, hey, good job, good job, good job. And he looked at me, he goes, I, I hope I didn't hurt your feelings down there. And I go, fuck you. <laughs> I should have beat that one out, but that was no job, incredible. not it yours. Incredible. It was incredible. You know, and I have a lot of respect for him. That in itself, I mean, the master of the obvious, the Dodgers will win the world series, you know, because of him and what he's going to mean in meaningful games down the stretch, meaningful playoff games. Now they can slot him. Oh, yeah, now they got another guy who's good for about six starts a year, and you get him for the end of the year. They're going to come up with a clause with that where you can't do this anymore after this one. Yeah, good riddance Trevor Bauer, by the way, too. Yeah, Max Scherzer, Trevor Bauer, see you later. Hey, by, yeah. the, by, the, by the way, I found it interesting, too, because Scherzer just made a statement because, you know, there, there were so many reports that he was going to San Diego, and Scherzer has come out and said, you can't always fall for Twitter. Rumors are rumors until you actually get the phone call. So the fact that Twitter was going off, but I hadn't gotten the phone call, I knew somebody else was probably still in the weeds, uh, that's that's according to Scherzer. I found it yeah. interesting that not only did San Diego, all the reports who was going down there, not only did they, they not get him, but the Dodgers, who seem to don't care how much money they spend on payroll, they're the team that got him. It, it's beautiful. It really is. I mean, in, in the media now, you know, you can you could be – just an ordinary guy ordering a beer at Murphy's Pub in Chicago, and you could start a rumor. And you could get people just to add on and add on and add on. And there's no truth to the rumor, but that's the power of Twitter. That's the power of the social media, and it's dangerous. But now clubs are utilizing this to their advantage, like the Dodgers. Everybody knows the Dodgers are going to wait. Yankees can't of their payroll, Dodgers don't care. They do not care. It's obvious they don't care. 
But you get to get a guy like Mad Max, a Hall of Fame pitcher, and bring him in, kind of like the Albert Pujols thing. There's no, there's no downside. You're getting a Hall of Famer. They picked up two Hall of Famers after the All-Star break this year. Who can do that? The Dodgers. It's amazing to watch. The Dodgers. <laughs> you guys are right. It's amazing to watch, you know, how this superpower, it really works. Because it's, it's something to talk about every day. It's amazing. It's just amazing how they let it happen. But you know what? Who, who's going to stop them? Right. And they take care of the players. They're wonderful to the families. I mean, this is a first-class organization. Top to bottom. They do it the right way all the way through the minor leagues. Except the fans, Boz. If we were watching the Astros-Dodgers game last night, we're not going to say the fans are in Dodger uh, wearing the Dodger blue were, were class acts last night, right? But the right? fans aren't part of the organization. That's true. <laughs> good point. Good point. Good point. All right, man. Hey, you know, it's, go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's just the superpowers. You know, I, I knew the Rizzo thing was going to happen. I didn't think it was going to be Boston, but I, you know, I, Rizzo came out and said, "Oh my God, I grew up a a Yankee fan." And then there was a picture of him in a Yankee little league Yankee uniform that his mom and dad took, and I guess that just went freaking nuts. And then that deal was done, and Schwarber. They did a side-by-side picture of Schwarber and Babe Ruth. <laughs> They're the same. Same. Idea. It's crazy how they, they correlate this. And then, of course, Bryant has to be a giant. Crazy stuff, man. Crazy stuff. All right, boss. I'm heading to Houston tomorrow, man. I need uh, Give me a go-to spot. I need food spots right now. Houston, uh, you've been there many times. Uh, Bring it. Man, Come on. There's a barbecue place right around the corner from the Marriott. I don't, I can't remember the name of the butter. I'm sorry. That, that that that's that's my spot. What uh, Papa Deuces or something like that? Is that is that the Papa one? Deuce, Papa Deuce. Pa- Papa Deuce. Papa Deuce. That's, that's it. it. Papa Deuce. Yep. So Good I, job. You're like the third person that is like recommended that, and uh, close to the ballpark, it's it's solid. You're, you're telling me it's solid. Yeah, it's solid. You can't go wrong there. Oh, there you go. All right. Got anything else for me, man? You got a different genre for me? Anything else? I got all of this. Just be safe out there, my friend. Safe travels and give Dusty a big knuckle for me, will you, please? Oh, no doubt. Automatic, my friend. Automatic. All right. All right, brother. Be good, man. Continue and uh, keep keep working uh, those kids with the fastball, okay? <laughs> you know it. All right, High and tight, low and away. There it is. And avoid those liners up the middle. That's right, brother. That's it. <laughs> feel That's your it. position, boss. Tell these guys to feel their position like you did. Well, TC, you're a Chuck and Ducker. <laughs> I was going to say us. I was going to say like me, like us. But, of Sorry. course, i got to open myself up to get on the Chuck and Ducker. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get any, nothing on that. No love on the drums, nothing. So it wasn't that good. Yeah. Wait a minute. There's a delay. We'll take it. Yeah. It, uh, all, right, all right, you guys. Yeah, take it easy. Just like the delay we needed with your F-bomb. It never showed up. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. Take care, brother. Appreciate you. Yeah. All right. By the way, do you have to field your position like you used to with the shift and everything today? Isn't the shortstop behind you? If the, oh, sure. That's <laughs> the lefty's point. up, the yeah. second baseman oh, is yeah. right hander's up. Yeah. No, it is, it is pretty crazy. <laughs> no, no. It does irritate me to see pitchers who cannot field a position. And they just don't. One hopper's back to the mound, and they're letting him go. What do you think it does to a guy like Greg oh. Maddox with his 18 gold gloves or whatever? Exactly. He's got to be looking at it going, 
Baseball 101. <laughs> it's, just, it's just amazing how they will work all the time in spring training and even off days about the pitchers covering first, which that's cool. But how about fielding the ball first? Can you deal that first? You know another guy who it must drive really crazy? Jim Abbott. Yeah. I mean, they used yes. to bunt on this guy. He yes. had one arm, and he yes. learned to field his position and throw in that kind of exactly. stuff. When he see, he must be going, you have two arms. Yeah. Catch the ball. And remember, moving the glove from one hand yeah. to the other. Yeah, put it under his armpit. Yeah, and, yeah. They, they, he, he could field his position. Yes, he could. All right, appreciate uh, Chris Bazio for joining us. We come back. Uh, we're going to talk with... Brian Salmon, Adam Joseph's going to join us, get some uh, Houston tips. Plus, we got NFL training camp with the Raiders and a whole lot more. T.C. Martin Ballpark, Frank, on a wild Wednesday. Get back on track. The only thing that matters is a win. That's it. However, whatever, whatever it takes. Let's go, man. Let's win on three. One, two, three. Man. Live. 319. In the entertainment capital of the world. Vikings blitz. Manning got it off the rare deep throw. And maybe that's why they don't do it. Intercepted by Xavier Rhodes. It's the T.C. Martin Show. They're not used to this damn heat. They're over there trying to set up damn pits over there on the sideline. Hey, it's a ride. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. T.C. Martin. Okay, I ain't going to worry about you no more. 300 yards, four touchdowns. <laughs> It's so sweet when you walk off the field knowing you gave everything you got. Team win tonight. The doctor is now in. How you like me now? 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 Glad to have you here. Hour number two on this Wednesday. And I'll uh, be stepping out to tomorrow. And Friday, got the sandwich vacation again. I get to resume the sandwich vacation. You say, what is that? I don't know. I just kind of coined it because it's a sandwich. It's in the middle, right? So I went away for a couple days. Ballpark uh, took over. And back for a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And I go back on vacation. So that would be the sandwich vacation, wouldn't it? Kind of, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, even though I don't eat too many sandwiches when I'm on vacation. Though you'd be the bread on this sandwich instead of the meat in the middle. That's a good point, right? Because so, the vacation serves as... No! no the, the, I'm Well, I don't but know. But it's two sides. You're, you're on the two sides, so there's two pieces of bread and only the meat in the middle. Okay. So, good point. You know, there so. you go. By the way, I th- was that open for you? If you can't stand the damn heat, then get out of the kitchen or whatever? Yeah, I think because, so. But, I mean, you know, the, it, maybe it should have said if you can't stand the humidity. Right. <laughs> as there are thunderstorms maybe coming in there. What do you call them, thunder boomers? I call them thunderstorms. Uh, I've never really heard of thunder boomers. I don't know. I've heard some people say it. I've never really liked it. All right. Yeah, so uh, Ballpark Frank will be sitting in uh, tomorrow. Uh, Clayton Hamilton in, in again tomorrow? Clayton is in tomorrow. All right, good. All right. Two of my favorite guys. There you go. Nunchuck likes that. Yeah, he likes it when I'm gone. I don't know if you recognize Clayton right now. He's definitely at the hair grow. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Well, it's an Olympic year. So. Well, he said once the pandemic started in that, he thought, you know what? Kind of like what Bazio said to uh, to Scherzer, you know, you know, let the hair grow. <laughs> F you, huh? Okay, there you go. All right, so uh, Thursday, Friday, I'll be back on Monday enjoying the sights, the sounds, the aroma of the food at Minute Maid Park and the surrounding area. I thought it would be a good time to have our good friend Adam Joseph on. Uh, again, Houston native. 
So if I'm, you know, people are giving me suggestions on where to go, no better place to go than AJ because he loves food just as much as me and he knows Houston inside now. What is going on, my man? TC, good to catch up with you. Uh, The only difference between me and you when it comes to food is a couple things. First, you can eat like a fourteen-year-old. Second, you don't gain weight like I do, so you know you know you know how to find a good a good dinner table. There you go, my friend. All right, you spent a lot of time in Houston, right? I mean, so you are really my go-to guy when it comes to H Town. Yeah, actually, was just back at the uh, corporate headquarters for Maco Restructuring uh, last month. In fact, and uh, we did a food tour. TC, I got some quick hits for you. All you have to do is tell me what your culinary palate is, and AJ's going to lead you down the path. Okay, so let's start with the barbecue, okay? Because Chris Bazio just gave me gave me a, a, a barbecue joint right by the ballpark. Uh, so you tell me what is, if I can only pick one, AJ, what is the one Houston barbecue? Because you know me. You know what I like. I don't like, uh, you know, the, just the corporate stuff. I mean, it's got to be good old down-home, good smoked barbecue, some good sauce. I want stuff that falls off the bone. Give it to me. Well, you know, that's pretty tough to pick one. Uh, I have my top three, but I can't boil down the single best barbecue All right, meal I'll that I've had top as, three. as of late. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So let, let me go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go three, two, one. So I'm going to go give you three. Okay. You're going to go. Place hold called, on. You're going to go bronze medal first, right? You're, we're going to go. The, the, go po- okay. Go ahead. We're going bronze like the Olympics here. Right. I'm going to give you the brisket house. It's located off of Woodway. It's got a great history. Brisket House is known for their brisket and known for the ribs. You're going to love this place. I hope you go pay him a visit. The gentleman that owns it is a former Texas A&M grad. Loves sports, beautiful restaurant, the food's outstanding, called Brisket House. My number two choice, TC, you're going to have to get in the car. You're going to have to take an Uber. You have to go down south to a little small town called Pearland, Texas. It's about 20, 25-minute uh, drive from downtown where you're going to be staying called Killen's Barbecue. Killen's Barbecue. Wow. He's known for his beef rib. Each one of those beef ribs, TC, is probably about three pounds bone-in. <laughs> My guess is he probably smokes those for 15, 16, 17 hours. And drum roll, please. Can I hear the drum roll for number one? Okay, here comes the number one, Adam Joseph. The Houston, Texas favorite barbecue spot is Numchuck. You just got to get so, rid of that. Just exit out of there. Whatever. I, we, we, no more Olympics. So Killen sounds like it's like got those uh, Flintstone ribs or something on it, huh? Now, hold, yeah, let's go got back, Adam. Let's go back uh, to, to, to Killen's. Because I'm a pork rib guy. I like pork ribs. Now, can I, I get the pork rib uh, satisfaction at Killen's? Oh, yeah, you can get some pork ribs, TC. But I'll tell you, if you go down there and you don't order the beef rib and you don't take a picture of it and send it back to Las Vegas, it's shame on you. But they have the full the full gamut there. The full gamut? Number one, okay. now we're going to set this here, up. I'm waiting for the go. drum roll. I'm, I'm... All right, a little late, but you're okay. <laughs> Rogel's Barbecue on Voss. Rogel's Barbecue, my best barbecue experience. Had it last month. Place is outstanding. you got to go early. If not, guess what's going to happen? You're going to wait one of those Texas barbecue lines, Rogel's Barbecue, known for pulled pork and obviously ribs, brisket. And oh, by the way, I'm a I'm a barbecue turkey fan. It's nobody does it. Nobody does it better than Rogel's Barbecue on Boss. Okay, and uh, where where's that in relation? Is that downtown? Is that uh, south end of town? Where's that at? No, it's southwest part of the town. It's a little bit of a of a drive, uh, okay. either, you know, Uber or, or, yeah. or car. It's probably, you know, 20, 25 minutes, again, uh, from where you're staying. But it is 
Worthy barbecue. Go early. Even if you have to wait, it's worth it. Rogel's Barbecue on Boss. All right. So I can't go wrong with uh, the, the gold, silver, or bronze here. Although, interestingly I mean, enough, all three, all three of those, the one that Boz and like three other people have recommended near the ballpark do not hit the podium. That's right. That's right. What is it? Uh, P- Papa Do's? Well, actually, if you're downtown, there's a Pappas Barbecue, P-A-P-P-A-S, Pappas Barbecue. I'd say very respectable barbecue. It doesn't make my top three. But for convenience purposes, TC, if you're downtown, it's just, you know, literally probably blocks from where you're staying. It's, it's, it's going to be worthy because I see TC and the family probably doing barbecue every day. Yeah, I love the barbecue. Okay. Uh, steakhouse. Steakhouse, you know, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a wide, wide-open uh, situation in Houston. The best steak that I've had in Houston as of late uh, was a Wagyu uh, steak at a place called Blue Dorn, B-L-U, Dorn, D-O-R-N. That is right on the edge of downtown TC. And if uh, if your wallet is loaded and you want to go have one of those <laughs> 14, 15, 16-ounce Wagyu steaks, try to get a reservation there. They sell out every single night called Blue Dorn. Blue Dorn. All right. There it is. I love that. All right. What else am I missing, man? Let's see, barbecue, steakhouse, uh, you know, I'll get my fill of, yeah. uh, of dog or, or steak sandwiches probably at the park uh, in Minute Maid, unless, unless you got uh, a, a good steak sandwich for me or, or, or a Philly or a Mexican place. You know, I love my Mexican yeah. food. Yeah, let's go two more categories real quick. First one is Cajun. you got to go to Ragin' Cajun. Go to the original one, or one of the original ones, which is on Richmond Avenue, not too far from downtown T.C. Yeah. Ragin' Cajun has just incredible food, a great rich history family uh, of restaurateurs uh, from Louisiana. They've been doing wonderful business in Los, or excuse me, in Houston for many years. And then for Mexican, one of my secret finds, don't tell anybody, if any of your listeners are listening right now, you better not post this out on your millions of followers on social media. My favorite Mexican is on a street called Montrose called La Mexicana and Montrose about six or seven minutes from downtown. And oh, by the way, La Mexicana has wonderful breakfast tacos if you get up early too. Really? Now, is this uh, one of those dive hole in the wall type of places? Why is it a secret here? Well, I mean, a lot of people know about it, TC, but it's not one that's going to show up on the on the radar. Okay. And it's worthy. It's good. And again, if you're into breakfast tacos or huevos rancheros or anything, you know, on the on the breakfast menu, and you're an early riser, that's always a good spot too because they get going early every single day. La Mexicana. So it's real authentic Mexican. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Look at this. You came strong, AJ. Came big time strong, like I knew you would. I mean, no question well, about it. Listen, your, your payback will be a nice steak at Hanks. I know you're going to be calling me as soon as you get home. So, yeah. you know, I'll just be, I'll be anxiously awaiting for uh, for a little payback to Hanks style. All right, I'm I'm seeing a law Mexicana on uh, on on Fairview. Is that it? No, you said some somewhere. Yep. And Montrose. It, yep. You said Montrose. Fairview and Montrose. That's it. Fairview uh, that, and Montrose. That's across street. See, like I would always remember Montrose because that was Sammy Hagar's first band that he was in, you know, with Ronnie Montrose. There you go. See, there you go. <laughs> All right. So you know a little Houston yourself, so that's good. All right, AJ, what's going on, my friend? Uh, you ready for some football already? No, I'm ready ready for some football. I know you're going to go see those Houston Astros look like they're about, what, five or five and a half games, you know, in front right now. Mm-hmm. You know how baseball is. It's always about peaking at the right time. So let's hope that they can keep that momentum going on. I know you're going to have a great trip and safe travels to you and your family. Have a good time. Take care, brother. Appreciate you. All right, man. You but, might need more than four days, though. Yeah, I know, right? With, with all these food choices. 
Hey, are you sure you're going to make it to the games if you stop at all these places? That's, hey, a, that's always a problem. You're driving 25 miles out of town for the one place to go to Killens, and then you're going here, and then southwest side down to you know, La Mexicana. I mean, it's like... Do, do you think that, uh, that Houston Nut could probably help me out in Houston as well, too? I, I think he probably has spent some time down there. Yeah. I, 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 he's got to know. I mean... I mean, he's got to know the city that is named after him, right? That's where I was going with that. Or maybe the other way around. Right, but whatever. Right, so. right, right. <laughs> because we know... Something tells me Houston, Texas was there before be, Houston. Because, not, but, you know. because he's outside of Dallas, and he's got that area. But I think, you know, again, he's a big recruiter for the University of Arkansas. I mean, he recruited the whole state of Texas. Yeah. So he's got to know. know a barbecue place down in Houston as well. Yeah. I mean, he knows the one that burned to the ground, and they had to rebuild it in Dallas. So uh, Hutchins. Sure he knows one in... Hutchins Barbecue. In Houston. Exactly. Got to have Hutchins. Uh, but Are uh, you a big Cajun food guy, though? Not really, but I'm I'm willing to explore a little bit. So I know when he said that, I'm going, I, I'm going to have to do a deep dive into that menu. Like, and look at that. With, with the four-day limited tour that you have, I see that being the first one scratched off your list of potential places. Probably, huh? And, you know, you know, and, and because he didn't give you a, a sushi place down there. So. Yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, too, is that I love my Mexican uh, places, and I don't mind the off-the-beaten-pass. That's fine. But I'm just not a breakfast, you know, yeah. Mexican fan. I, I, I want to do a lunch or a dinner. That's, a, that's what I want to do. So I'm sure this place, you know, you know has it all. But, yeah. And Houston not, is central time zone, right? Correct. Yeah. 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 But, see— Here's the problem, though. You know, I'll be going to ball games, and three of the four games are going to be at night. Yeah. So then I'm going to either need a late night spot or I'm going to need an early dinner spot because I will be partaking in the food at, at the ballpark. Unlike you, I like to eat at the ballpark. So. Now, have you ex- have you checked out the menu at the ballpark down there? Like, do I, they do you, do you know if they have a decent dog down there? Because I know well, you're a dog. Kind of snob. I am. Because remember we talked about this uh, yesterday, the Nolan Ryan dog. That's right. Because the Nolan Ryan has his own cattle company, his own meat co- company there. Yeah. And uh, so I've done a little bit of homework on that. But i got to do a little bit so more So I'm assuming a that's dive. a beef dog. All beef. Oh, got it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not anything, right. yeah. well I mean, again, uh, with his own cattle company and everything, it's, right. you know, I mean, right. it makes sense. Right. It's not Nolan Ryan's pig farm. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not Farmer John <laughs> over the, the old Dodger dog. Yeah. We're not dealing with that whatsoever. So, yeah, uh, so I did a little homework on that, um, but I did not go the whole deep dive, which, which I will. So first time I go to a ballpark, I get in there early, and I, I do the walk around. I just, you know, I'm surveying the entire scene before I can narrow it down. And I'm saying, okay, this looks like, you know, dinner tonight. This will you know, probably be, you know, tomorrow, that's, that situation. Now, is but Dusty yeah. a late-night eater? Is Dusty yes. the kind of guy that will have a meal after the ball game? Co- correct, and that's what we usually do. So we'll, so he we'll, would know the late-night haunts yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah, exactly. Go. So that's I'm just going to defer to that. And, uh, yeah, there's usually a little, little drinking involved you know, with the, with the late-night food. And Dusty might have enough places that it might be difficult for you to make a lot of these other places. Yeah. If he's already got his, you know, his go-to spots, which right. I'm sure he does. And, and I'm fine. I've done that before. So, you know, just, hey, I'm, I'm riding with you, man. Tell, tell me where we're going, and, and I'll, I'll jump on board. So, I, but, I, I just want to know, uh, I, I just want to see what Adam's response is going to be when you get back to town if you don't make it down to Killens, because that one's a little bit out of the way, and it, I think it's going to be difficult for you to get down there. 
He's saying that I got to go, but you know, he said he said Killens is uh, is the silver medalist. Right, he said it's a silver medalist, but he also said that you've got to take a picture of that rib. And I know how much you love the pictures. That's true. And if it's a three to four pound, I mean, that's, you know, like I say, that's the Flintstones going to the, yeah. putting it on and the car <laughs> tips over. So. The, the brontosaurus you burger know? there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I, I'm, yeah. And uh, as far as that, I'm going to have some friends that are going to meet me in town. And the good news is they're driving from the Dallas area. They're going to be there for a couple of days. So I got a car now. So I can do that. So save a little bit of money on the Uber, the Lyft. We're going to make them drive. They're driving from the Dallas area. Yeah. We'll have them swing by Houston's house and pick them up and bring them on down. That's what I should do, right? You know? He he probably not only has spots to go to, he probably gets comps. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Could I I hang for three or four days with with, with that? You know, you can just say, hey, you know what? I'm going to be down here. I got to go to these baseball games. Let's hook up for a day. Yeah. You don't have to commit to the whole time. That's true. That's true. All right. Food and baseball, that's my vacation. That's what I do, man. You know, plain and simple. Now, you've, you've hung around Houston. You got some spots? No, not really, because, I mean, I, I was there, and my brother lived um, a, a little bit farther out in the, well, I would consider it the suburbs, but I guess Houston's so spread out that it was still considered Houston, because I remember going to a game, and it seemed like we drove forever before we got there, but it was still all in Houston. So, no, you know, but, but I mean, you know, I'm not a big, like, you know, I think we went to a Chick-fil-A or something right. like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, you know. We, that's, that's not happening. You know, exactly. or, or yeah. like, a, you know, and, and then one of the days, because he, he had a town host back then in that, and I think we might have, you know, went to the grocery store and bought a couple of steaks and grilled them up on his back porch or something like that. So Speaking of Chick-fil-A, uh, they're on the main concourse at Minute Maid Park. Oh, yeah? Look at that. Oh, there you go. I don't think I've ever seen a Chick-fil-A at, at, at a ballpark like that. There you go. Uh, uh, Casa Nacho Express, the Spud House. Uh, these are all in the main concourse here. Um, now, what is the Spud House? I mean, I'm, La Michicana kind of, Meat Market. Wow. Oh, now, I wonder if that's related to the one on Montrose there. That's, uh, you know, La Michicana or, or is that Mexicana? He said La Mexicana on that one. Yeah. Yeah, there okay, you go. Okay, so it's a little bit different, but. Here's one for you. Cheetos Popcorn. You'd be down for that? No. <laughs> H-Town Texas Nachos. Wow. Taps and tots. Now, I imagine that's what beer and tater tots, right? I'll, I'll take one of the two. Sounds like it. You know, that'd be. I'd have the tater tots. Yeah, you, Numchuck could have, have the, uh, the taps. Uh, the extreme dog. Wow. Okay. Now, is that Nolan Ryan's dog place? Yeah, I, let's see that. We click on that. Uh, I, don't, I don't have a picture there, Numchuck, with that, you know? So then uh, they've got a couple creameries as well, too. Oh yeah, I think I'm gonna, I, I might be uh, 15 pounds heavier when I come back on Monday. No, you won't. Right. <laughs> Numchuck and I'll get the weight that you that y- you'll eat it, and you know it's it's uh, it's like when you stories, look at the pictures, you'll it, get it, it's right? like those stories of the twins. You know, one of them eats and the other one gains the weight, or yeah. it feels pain right. or something like that. So, for whatever reason, your metabolism doesn't allow you to maintain the weight that uh, other people seem to just by looking at pictures of food, like you mentioned. I'll tell you what I'm sold on right here. They have a Chicago style hot dog at Minute Maid Park in Houston. Well, it's because Chicago-style dogs are very popular. There you go. The I, th- I think I'm going to like the spot. That's the extreme dog. Uh, I wonder location. I wonder in Houston if they, when it comes to, like, pizzerias and that, do, do they have, is it Chicago-style? Is it New York-style? See, we did. Is it a California pizza? Or do they have a Houston type of pizza? Maybe they have barbecue pizza. I really don't know. Yeah. 
I'll have to check all that out. All right. So uh, Brian Salmon will join us. Another guy who spent a lot of time in Houston. He's got some suggestions as well, too. It's so going to be weird, too. Them all. Brian. I, I, I want to get Brian's thoughts on what it was like to be down in San Diego and then have to tell the people, yeah, I'm going up to the NFL city of Las Vegas now when they don't have a team anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. As you drive by the old Jack Murphy Stadium that looks empty and depleted and probably under construction. As well, too. And yet, unfortunately, probably still has just as good, if not better, parking than Allegiant. Mm, it's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, Aaron Rodgers took the podium again today, as he did last week. And, uh, not, a- not, not, not winning a medal, though, just took the just talk. Because- exactly. Okay. Yeah. Took, took the podium there at Lambeau Field, 1265 Lombardi. And last week, he decided to tell it like it was. So there are a lot of curious people there today. They, even ESPN carried this live because they thought they were going to get some more juicy tidbits of what Aaron Rodgers was going to to say if he was going to maybe throw some more people under the bus uh, within the front office, uh, particularly either Mike, Mark Murphy or uh, Brian Goodykunz. So uh, Aaron Rodgers was asked a question today by my good friend Rob Domofsky, who used to work for the Green Bay Press-Gazette, now parlayed that into a job with ESPN. And he asked him, he said, uh, Aaron, has uh, things, the communication level between you and those guys, have they gotten better, gotten worse? Where does it stand right now? Well, I think it's a work in progress for sure. I mean, I think, you know, relationships aren't formed uh, in a matter of a couple of days. You know, there's there's time where the respect grows and the, and the communication follows. You know, I think the, the greatest relationships that you have, you know, with your friends and loved ones involve conversations that flow. You know, you can not talk to a close friend for a few months and pick up right where you left off. You know, there's no break in, in communication. There's no um, forced conversations or you got to hit this person up because it's on your to-do list that day. You know, it's all about wanting to have those those conversations and, and wanting to, uh, you know, to be in conversation like that, and uh, you know, we're uh, we've had a couple conversations, have been positive conversations. All right, uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't decide really to kind of throw anybody on the bus, but the little smirk smirk that he had there in the beginning kind of said, "Well, it's a work in progress." I think that says it all, and he kind of backtracked a little bit. So, well, and he also threw in there too about um, you know relationships, and you know, and, and and he's right, relationships do take time. I mean, look at how long it took Olivia Moon and Danica Patris to find out that they didn't want to be with him anymore. <laughs> It shouldn't have taken that long. I mean, you spend 10 minutes with the guy, you say, yeah, this isn't going to work out. Yeah, right. but he's probably never home. He's off filming commercials and, you know, limping around a football field like he's on death's door or something like that. And then, yeah. then every oh, the, oh, he throws the touchdown pass. Oh, what a heroic effort. Oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, other part of the par- press conference, too, uh, he was asked about if things have gotten better as far as, uh, them asking him to be a little bit more involved uh, with the offense because, remember, he wants to have a little bit more say about that. He was throwing a big fit about not having say with personnel. He got Randall Cobb back, which has uh, made him happy. So there's kind of a little carrot that they threw at him. But as far as Matt LaFleur, he did say that him and LaFleur's uh, conversations and their communication have been good. He said that's totally fine. So you can see that he's okay with his coach 
even though he really can't call a game very well. Uh, a lot of people thought he had a lot of problems with that. Well, maybe he'll have some more sand whether they go for it or not on fourth down. Right. Right. <laughs> so he said that they have, they've thrown stuff back and forth with each other. And he actually even said this. Roger said that he even, you know, when they come back and he goes, well, I'd like to see us do this. And LaFleur, somebody would say, or the offensive coordinator would say, well, you know, we're probably not going to do that because when we go back and we look at this, it didn't work. And then they would show him, have to show him, you know, a tape. And then he said on a couple of occasions, he goes, oh, okay, well, yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe, maybe that didn't work. But, uh, yeah, he said that that communication has been good. He said the offense isn't going to really be tinkered with, you know, that much. But uh, they'd like to throw maybe a couple more bells and whistles in there to see how some things work. But for the most part, he said that communication is good. It's just upstairs, not so good. I'm just curious to see if uh, he's going to be on this big weekend you say they have coming up with ESPN2 in the cow chip tossing because he does like to sling it around quite a bit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget the breaking news. Yes, the Ocho is back starting on Friday. If you want to see this brand of pathetic television, go ahead. ESPN2 is getting kicked to the curb for ESPN8, the Ocho. And you say, what the hell is that? Well, this all started, right, with dodgeball, and they thought that was so funny and cute. And, of course, ESPN, with there's so many, you know, uh, Cornhole, channels. Cornhole, ball, yeah, cherry pick, yeah, spitting, all of, uh, whatever. All of it's there. There it is. Yeah, yeah. So there Everything that's not a sport that we're going to put on sports TV. Friday. There you go. 24-7 ESPN2. So don't be looking for any games, any documentaries. No, instead, you have got cow chip championships to Cornhole. And uh, all the hype is happening. You can see previews, actually, tonight and tomorrow of seeing what is to come. And there you go. Uh, you want your schedule? You no. can. Uh, yeah, you're going to get it. You're going to get the no. Highland Games. I, I can't get boxing on the Olympics, and I know it's a different network, but I get all this garbage. No, I don't want it. Stupid robot fighting I'm league. changing the channel. <laughs> Table <laughs> shuffleboard crazy eights. <laughs> The Minecraft Battle of the Burrows. We talked about that one yesterday where they try to design. It's right, where two donkeys fight each other something, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but not real donkeys. Remember that? Right. Yes. Well, jackasses, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Disc golf. There you go. That might be good. I've actually played that. Tetris. The Pogo Palooza. Pogo competition is back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Uh, the Franklin Rock River Stone Skipping Championships. How can everything be a championship? Don't you ever have qualifiers somewhere? <laughs> because it's the only time it's ever done. So, and this is it, the one. It, it's a one-off. And this is the one that you knew about, or actually knew about the breed, the corgi. Cor- cor- yeah, the dog one. Yeah, the dog one. Yeah, the uh, corgi races at Emerald Downs. Can I, we get I, that I, call again? No, we don't need to do that. What? 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 Sarah and Chunky Monkey and you Chunky know. Monkey. I, I was going to bet on Chunky Monkey, and Chunky Monkey didn't even get a call. Did Chucky Mike get stuck in the shoebox, or what do they do? If you're ever going to bet on an event that's already taken place, room, make sure room, you bet on the winner. <laughs> I don't want to hear the All 10 in with a chance in this exciting heat. <laughs> he has the flag. Oh, here we go. Deed Bazooka. Let's, let's and there last. they go, and Harley broke like a shot, and so did Starbuck and Harley Quinn. But as they hit the wire, it's Harley. Seven room, seconds. Room. Oh, wait, Harley Quinn, wasn't that one of the DJs on MTV? So Harley Quinn was the, that, that, that other thing. The NWC is back! That's it's it! Is that, is that on the Ocho, time, too? Folks, and here are the dogs. If you turn your programs <sighs> to after the fourth 
thoroughbred race, you'll get the field sizes for the corgis, the names. Number one is Gwendolyn. She's heading over towards the starting gate. Number two is Watson. Number three, Gabby. By the way, B cell. You you should be really proud that TC finds this more appropriate than uh, you getting on the (laughs) show. You're bumped for the corgi races. Get rid of this nunchuck. Why are you playing this? I wanted to see how long the race lasts. It was seven seconds. Jeez. Why are you playing that? Seriously. Why? Seven seconds. They should have corgis ride professional bull. That's about seven or eight seconds, (laughs) right? That'd be more entertaining than this garbage. Uh, Yeah, that was us, right? You're going to watch some of this. No, I, I know I this not. clown is going to be watching some of it. The only way it, I see that is if I'm watching a local news and they go, and now on the lighter side, here's what happened in the corgi races. <laughs> <Is that> a corgi? <laughs> I know what a corgi is. What is a corgi? I, I just, it's a small dog, I guess. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't know one if it was, you know, if RVD and his girlfriend came in there and they were watching one for the weekend or something. What if a but, wiener dog tries to you know, get in the race? Is we, disqualified? I would imagine because yeah. he's not a corgi. We yeah. used to actually have wiener dog races. Someone's got to sneak the, uh, some, a different breed in. When, when they had the Hooters on Sahara, we used to, years ago at the station that I worked at, uh, Kevin Probst, uh, one of the old salesmen, he had a couple wiener dogs, so we used to have wiener dog races. And they would get a huge crowd for that. I only eat wiener dogs. That's it. All beef. They have to be all beef. Remember that. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. If if you had two wiener dogs, they'd probably be named all beef and Chicago dog. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or no ketchup. You know. It, it, so I'm now looking at some video of this corgi races. That's what it is. They don't even go in a straight line. It's not like the greyhounds. I mean, these guys are going like all over the place. I mean, they go like running around in circles. How is that even entertaining? And how does somebody even finish in seven seconds? Yeah, I just well yeah. maybe they need to put up lanes that, like when they have the rat races or something yeah. like that, and they have a course that they're already. At. Maybe they need to straighten yeah. them out. I mean, they're corgis; they're not trained race dogs. They're, they're not great. Then I don't why know. have a competition with it? Well, well, I don't know. Cause so you get on ESPN, I guess. The Ocho, that's right. Thank goodness I'm going to be on vacation. I won't have to be watching any of this television. You don't have to watch it. There's yeah. a lot of other channels. Yeah. I could be watching any television. That's it. All right, Brian Salmon will join us. What if they next. have it on at the barbecue place you're at? <laughs> that actually could happen. Killing's right? corgis. <laughs> Back to more nonstop sports talk with the Doctor TC Martin. Brian Salmon. News 3. I think he's got the day off today, so he's out and about with family. He's been on vacation. This is the vacation time of year, as, as we know. So, Brian Salmon, News 3. What is going on, my friend? What's going on, TC? Yes, I'm, I'm still on vacation, man. I'm over at a uh, little, little uh, shameless plug. I'm over at Red Rock right now. Even one of my best friends is in town from Seattle, man. My guy, Herman. I got my little girls out here, so... Just, just, you know, you love food. I was talking about food. I just, uh, I just had myself a nice little royal burger, man. A royal uh, burger. Now, and uh, I, I, I like that, uh, that place. Actually, I used to go with the prime burger. They had that. It was, it was great. And what was the other one? But they took it off the menu. So now I'm relegated to the Whiskey River barbecue burger, which is a good one. No, that's good, man. You gotta go with the royal though, man. The royal has the uh, the egg on it, yeah. over hard with the bacon. That, that, Come on, man. That's why I you don't go. You can't, I, you can't move. No, I, I can't do eggs. I can only do eggs in the morning. Don't you know that? I mean, that, that's a scrambled egg thing. I can't have it on a burger. <laughs> but you're not a breakfast you know guy. That. Exactly. I, I do like breakfast. I like 
I like bacon and eggs and my hash browns or my French toast. But, uh, yeah, there's no eggs on burgers. No eggs on anything else. Well, I used to think that too until I got it. Man. Okay, I understand. And they have this—they got this fire, fire sauce or whatever. That I think it's barbecue sauce and mayonnaise or something put together. This, this place. My, my girls love coming here, so. Yeah, how how many fun. refills do your girls get of the of the French fries? Because you know they keep bringing the bottomless fries. <laughs> See, since I'm a veteran in the game. When we first sit down and we're ordering our food, I say, hey, bring over like two or three of the French fries to get us started. Yeah. And then we order our food after that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's the move. Yeah. All right, B-Sal, you know I'm going to Houston. I'm going to H-Town tomorrow. And I know you've been there several times. you got to help me out with some food spots. Okay, well, yeah. Remember, I used to work in Beaumont, Texas, man. So I used to cover the Texans. I used to cover the... See, just because I'm on the phone trying to do this here, they're going to try to have the most, uh, it's going to be as noisy it can possibly be. Somebody's birthday is back here. I was here just going to say, they're going to start singing happy birthday. Sure, that's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> of course, yeah. of course. A train's going to come through here in a second. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, man. So I used to work in, I used to live in Beaumont, Texas, like 60 miles east of Houston. So I covered all the teams in Houston, the Astros, the Texans, the Rockets. But as far as food is concerned, man, you have to go to Papa Do's, man. Papa Do's is a spot. If you love seafood and you, you have to love seafood or you are an American, we got a kid over here screaming. Um, don't don't man, worry. You, you we're we're, we're blocking that out. I mean, we do that with Numchuck every day here, so don't worry about that. All right. <laughs> hey, back to Papa Do's, okay? I mean, you're like the third person that told me that this is a, that's a great barbecue. Is, is, is Papa Do's... I mean, what's what's so good about it? What's the go-to on the menu? Well, Papa Do's, it's a um, it's it's Papa Do's. It's Do's is D E A D X. Right. So it's got that New Orleans uh, right. feel to it. So they have a lot of the seafood. But what I get when I go there, man, like I like to get. I'm a lobster dude, man. I love lobster. Um, the stuffed mushrooms with the crab meat and the cheese. You got to get that. Uh, Papa Do's is it's a hot hot spot. I don't know if you remember Little Flip. Little Flip. Um, he had a song with David Banner. Um, I think the song was Get Down on the Flow. Maybe Dumpster can get that. Real players get down on the flow, on the flow. Anyway, he talked about Papado's, man. I'm not Papado's eating steak and shrimp. This kid in the background, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, slap that kid. <laughs> Hand the phone to that parent. Let me have a couple words with that parent. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. B-Sal, you need to yeah, step outside or go to the restroom or something. I don't know. I'm paying for my meal right now, man. Yeah, so yeah, get the uh, heck out. All right, so pop, pop a nose. Okay, so we're talking ribs, we're talking pulled pork, brisket, we're talking the whole gamut there, right? No, it's, it's, yes, but it's mostly seafood. Oh, it's mostly seafood. But okay, mostly seafood. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. But, uh, now, uh, now we we got a couple other nominees here. Uh, you familiar with the uh, Killens Barbecue or or? Uh, or Robos. Killing sounds familiar, but I don't know about Robos. Never heard of that. Okay, never heard of that one. In uh, the, the Brisket House. Uh, uh, t- Texas A&M uh, runs that place. Wow. The Brisket House. See, you're big. I, I, I love barbecue. To not love barbecue is un-American as well. But uh, I, I I like seafood more than I like barbecue. Okay, well, of course. You, they, you have have a, new- they have a really good barbecue spot in Beaumont, though. 
I can't remember the name of it, but there's a really, really good spot in Beaumont that I used to go to. All right, Beaumont, Texas. There it is, B. Sal in Beaumont, Texas. Home of Kendrick Perkins. There you go. All right, man, so what's up? You're not covering the Raiders? You're not doing training camp here? Uh, you're on vacation? Uh, who, who's picking up the slack? Jesse Merrick, are you putting everything on him now? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, Jesse's a big – he loves football anyway. I mean, I do too as well, but – um. I went to the Raiders the first day of having pads yesterday, but uh, and I'll be probably I'll be back at work tomorrow. So um, yeah, man, I, 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 we're still we still have it covered. The biggest reason why I went on vacation is the fact that the Olympics are on our station. So right, we don't have we don't have we don't have a three o'clock show. We don't have a five or six. Um, we only have the eleven o'clock show, and you know, like I know, as far as they don't give us all that much time. So um, have, we haven't had a chance to do a whole lot. We haven't had a sports night. So, yeah, we, we have um our last Sunday that we're missing sports night this Sunday, then after that, we have uh, we have a sports night next week. Okay, well, good plan on your part. All right, man. Hey, uh, we'll, 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 let, we'll let you go. Go pay your bill. Uh, take care of those kids, man, and enjoy your, your last uh, hours of vacation. And uh, we'll let you get back to work tomorrow. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, man. It, 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 it was nice and quiet in here before you called me. Yeah, of course. That's, 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 how, that's how it happens. <laughs> yeah, then they, they see this family with the kids yelling and screaming in the background, and all of a sudden my daughter's going to start yelling because I'm on the phone. But, hey, yeah. um, I know you've been talking about it a ton. The fact that Ryan Reeves, Flurry, everyone's gone. Football started. How about this Sunday? The Raiders have their first practice inside of Legion Stadium, which is going to be crazy. That's true. Exactly. Yeah. You're going to miss out. I'm going to miss out, man. I, I won't be back till Monday, man. So there you go. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll wait for the real deal. You know, they start playing, you know, some real games in there. That, that's what I'll make my appearance. How's that? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah I want you to have a good trip. I, want you, you, I come back from vacation, you leave on vacation. You don't want to see your guy? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> that's the deal. I, I was kind of like limited of, of when I can get away, man. So I got a sandwich. I've had to sandwich in, you know, two vacations here. So was it your, middle. is it your love of seafood? Is that why you went to San Diego? Well, yeah. Well, my, it's my love of California being that I was born there. But yeah. now I've never been to San Diego. It's crazy. How about that? I've never been to San Diego. I took the kids to the zoo. Which was cool, and then you know had to go lay on the beach and uh, get sand on my feet and try to sand down these these, these Shaquille O'Neal feet that I got over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Hey, go go do your thing, and uh, tell those people you want your money back because those people were too damn noisy next to you. Need some help? I will do that, man. I'll do that. No, you won't. You, you will not do that. I know you. You will not do that. You don't like any confrontation whatsoever. I don't like confrontation. You, you're talking to Vallejo O'Brien, man. I keep Vallejo O'Brien tucked away. <laughs> there you go. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> your daughters don't know anything about Valley Joe O'Brien. They don't know that. Uh, they, yeah, folks don't want to see him out here in Vegas. Uh, man. I, I try to keep him from, from making appearances. All right, brother. Be good, man. We'll talk to you later, bro. Enjoy. All right, you guys be good. Have a good vacation, my man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. There he is. All right. All right. Bye. Be sound live at the Red Robin. I was thinking about going there, too. I'll pass. <laughs> well, there's no guarantee that you're going to be seated next to a table full of kids. It happens, though. It happens, especially during the summertime. It happens a lot. You know how to make it not happen? It has to be seated at the bar. Yeah, the kid, kids are away from there. Yeah. But you have just as 
obnoxious people there at the bar. Well, but you're talking kids. If yeah. you don't want to be seated near kids, sit near the bar. And there's yeah. a ton of TVs there. You can watch all the sports. Oh, I got a headache after that. <laughs> Red Robin. Yum. What the? Wow, he play. He, he gets the he gets the fries before he even orders in that. I know a lot of people do that. Yeah, but here's the problem I have when I go there is that I'm like really full when I walk out of that place because I have so many fries. You have and, a lot of carbs in you. Yeah. 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 So I don't like to have the fries before. I need to have you know my burger with the fries, and then maybe if I'm still hungry, but those burgers are pretty filling over there. Then you have the fries right after that. But to to start yeah. with the fries, no. Nah. Yeah. Give me a cup of tortilla soup or something instead. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like the fries over there, but I'm not somebody who's going, i got to get every penny out of this. I like the people when yeah. we used to have the buffets and they'd fill up their plate and they'd eat until they literally didn't feel. I, I'm old enough now that I don't have to worry about, oh, did I get every dime out of this mm-hmm. meal? I'd rather eat till comfort and feeling good about it right. than eat to laying on the couch for the next six hours going, oh, I shouldn't have had all that. And that's a loss leader, you know, for that establishment as, as well, too, doing the fries. And I like the fries because they're thick and everything. But if you notice yeah, over the years, fries, yeah. if you notice over the years, they give you fewer and fewer fries. Because well, especially in so the refills in that, yeah. Absolutely. So when they bring you those fries, you may get about eight or nine of those things. And back in the day, they'd, they'd fill them up. Yeah. You could what, double what I, that. Yeah, what I generally do, and I don't go there that often, but if I do go there, I ask for them uh, well done. Because I don't like biting into a fry that tastes like a raw potato, especially when they're thick like that. shouldn't even have to say that, though, right? I mean, you, Well, you shouldn't, but right? if you don't, sometimes uh, they're not. Oh, you know, that's, you just reminded me of, of another, another nightmare story that I, I had last night. I went, I'm not going to name the establishment, but I went to a pizza place last night. And Did you bring your pie cutter? <laughs> no, because I didn't get the pizza. So I, I be, it wasn't that place. Uh, and I got a Stromboli. And I haven't had a Stromboli in a long time. And I wasn't sure if I was going to like this Stromboli or not. But you know what I found out is that it wasn't fully cooked. It was too much dough, which I was afraid of, but it wasn't cooked all the way through. Mm-hmm. And I got it to go. So... You know, the ingredients inside, like the pepperoni and stuff, I was fine with that. But the edges, when you get a Stromboli, sometimes it's just nothing but dough. There's nothing worse than uncooked dough. So that place is off the list. Yeah. Well, I don't know if there's nothing worse. Uncooked chicken is no, worse than uncooked that's, dough. That's, that, that makes you sick. Right, exactly. Right. Salmonella and stuff yeah, like that. But, yeah. I mean, there, there are places that will undercook that, and that's... Uh, yeah, the, the, to me, that's one of the worst food items you can get. But, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I cooked dough. And, and that's one of the things. You shouldn't go to a restaurant to get something to go and have to go home and then cook it or bake it yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would happen with me all the time. We'd go to a certain place and we'd go, okay, now we've got to go somewhere else on the way home for dinner. So, yeah, kind of felt like that so last night. So, anyway. Uh, but, yeah, when I go to Houston, I'm going to probably experiment with a lot of places. I'm not going to be going to... Traditional places, I don't know, so I'm going to have to... I think you just crossed yeah. one off the list, though. I, I think I did. <laughs> yeah, when he said seafood kitchen, I'm not much for the seafood. And again, I got limited meals here. And that's why, creature of habit, when I go back like to SAC and these other places, I'm going to go to the places that I'm craving, that I know are going to be good. I don't have to complain, don't have to you know, take an order back. I'm not sure what I'm getting. So this, you know, well, you have a history of it, and you because yeah. you can't get it yeah. every day now, then it becomes a specialty. Exactly. So you know? I'm gonna. Fi- I find myself, and now I'm I'm starting to do it already in my mind, 
when I go to cities I'm not familiar with, this is going to be more work on me than anticipate. It's not going to turn into, it's not going to be a vacation because I'm going to start overthinking this thing and I'm going to start making laps around the ballpark and like, okay, do I really want that? And then I'm going to have to start going down the aisles into the seats to see if what people are eating and that sort of thing. Hey, where'd you get that at that stand? Or, go, you know, you know, passing by sidewalk, sidewalk cafes and, and looking at what people are eating. It's going to be more work than I want to dive in for, I think. Well, I, don't, I mean, if you enjoy the meals and that, you find some nice places, the work might be worth it. It's true. Now, I'm thinking to myself here now, <laughs> and, you know, because you've been doing sports talk radio for a long, long time. If you wanted to expand and do something different or different but similar with all these channels and everything on today, like Peacock, <laughs> which it seems to me the more and more I'm watching the Olympics, they're trying to get people to subscribe to it now because they're going to be showing a lot of NFL games there. So they're trying to get people ready for that of, you're not going to get every game for free anymore. They're going to be on these kind of channels anyhow. I'm thinking that the perfect thing for you would be a sports food tour where you go to baseball stadiums, football stadiums all over, and you do it for a place like that. And, hey, we're at the Raider game today, and here's what they have yeah. here. We're at the baseball game. We're at the, uh, you know, the, the, the Staples Center for a basketball mm-hmm. game. But, you know, like, go there and actually get pictures of the stuff and bring a camera along and that kind of stuff. So no matter where somebody's going, you know, like they have the, you know, Guy Fiori going out to different right. places and finding the underground dives and this, the dives, diners, and whatever, a sports food tour would be right up your alley. It would be. And, uh, again, we're, um, we're probably, I mean, I should patent this thing, like, right now. Yeah, you absolutely should. Absolutely. Especially when they show you're going on the airways with this idea. Well, especially when when people look at your picture and go, what is that guy going to know about food? (laughs) And then just say, look, Joey Chestnut's not 400 pounds either. There you go. Don't judge the book by the cover. It was Kobayashi, right? There you go. Or Mickey Sudo, for that matter. No ketchup on your dogs, but it's okay to dip them in water. Just give me some mustard and grilled onions. I'm a happy camper. But you're right. That that is my calling. That is my next calling. That's what we should do. And we got, we, we got to get somebody well, to sign off your, on that. I don't want to burst your bubble here. Yeah. You're not getting any younger. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, thanks. There you go. I'm just saying. This could be my last show. Well, I'm, not <laughs> saying, I'm not saying that. But, um, but you know, if you want to do it, you might want to strike now. Strike while, while the iron's hot. Well, well, strike while the iron's hot. Strike while it's still a relatively new idea. Yeah. And it's totally in your wheelhouse. It is. Y- you know, it's... It's home run derby. It's not trying to guess the pitch coming. They're throwing you the meatballs, knock one out of the park, and then tell people how good it was or wasn't. There it is. All right. I need, I need to get that funded. I need to get that. I, I need meat- a network to, to buy on Do any that. baseball parks serve meatball sandwiches or anything? Yes, they do. Yes. See? Absolutely they do. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have the right marinara sauce. Like Nolan that, Ryan's meatball cute. would probably still come in at about 100 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Numbchuck thinks we should call it... Uh, TC's Funkin' Food. Pretty good, huh? <laughs> long, long, long as you're not doing it with Chris Basio, because then it would have a different name. <laughs> Should I say that N would disappear somewhere? <laughs> I'm saying it might be a little funky trying to get it all out, yeah. Okay. Uh, USA defeated Spain last night. I got to see this game in men's basketball about, what, 14 hours later? Ever since that first game, they've actually Probably come together well. Later, but yeah. I think even I don't even necessarily want to say them. Kevin Durant has taken over this team and become the leader like, uh, like, you know, he should. like people thought he should. Yeah. And he has played very well. The other team has kind of found their roles. And 
you know, uh, I I don't know that they're certainly not the they got to be the favorite to win the gold at this point, don't they? I mean, they've of been course, playing yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean that something still couldn't happen, but no, they've played well. No, I think you're going to have to look at Australia. You have to look at I guess Japan is still in the mix here as well. Which Japan is, is having a really good Olympics. Yeah. Seen, you, you know, it's kind of funny because I wondered how they do in this Olympics without having any fans in the stand. But I think just being in Japan, they still feel that home pride and everything because they've competed well in a lot of different things. And the women's basketball team has been looking sensational as well. Yeah, and we knew that was going to be the case. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, going to, they're on their way to the seventh gold medal. And Asia Wilson, another phenomenal game last night where they just blasted Australia. I don't know if you got a chance to watch much of that game or any of that game. Yeah, I, I saw, was it Brianna Stewart who went on a one-roller where she was just, she was taking yes. charges. She scored like nine or 11 points in a row or something. I mean, yes. she was, she, yes. she, she went on a roll when they really made a little bit of separation and then everybody kind of chimed in and, but they've been playing good team ball, but it, it, it seems like they're a team that can go on a run at any time in a game. Yeah, no, it, they were, the United States women, again, were phenomenal last night, but what blew me away, I don't know if you saw what the Australian women were wearing. You see the, the, the uniforms were horrendous looking. It looked like they had like bike shorts on or something. I don't know if their, their shorts got lost or something like that, but it was atrocious. Maybe they washed them in hot water instead of cold. No, I mean, it was, it was the worst looking thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It, was, it was like something across between you know beach volleyball and, and, and bicycle competition. Yeah. I, I mean, I did watch some and of the cycling. game. I guess I, maybe I didn't pay the close of attention yeah. to it. But, um. but anyway, back to the men's side. So uh, France uh, defeated Italy. These are the quarterfinals. Uh, and Italy was up in a good part of that game. They were playing well. France had to come were, back. There were. So France is going to be a threat. Uh, Slovenia blasted Germany. So you know, Slovenia was the team that people were thinking, okay, th- this could be the gold medal matchup with the United States. Uh, U.S. beat Spain 95-81. That was a kind of a strange game where the United States jumped up you know, early in the first quarter, and then Spain went on this... Uh, Crazy run, outscored the United States by 17. They took a 10-point Ricky lead. Rubio had, it was, I mean, he tried yeah. to win that game by himself, yeah. but he just didn't have enough yeah. weapons alongside him. In the second half, it was a different story. The United States came back to tie it up at, at, at halftime. Or, uh, but uh, then second half was all U.S., and they get the 14-point win to eliminate Spain. And then Australia keeps doing their thing, and they blast Argentina 97-59. So you're talking United States and Australia, Slovenia and France. Uh, there is your... Um, Slovenia, you know, France could be an interesting game. I mean, that, yeah. that'd be a hard one to predict. Yeah. So these these are your semifinals, uh, you know, coming up. So I'm looking forward to this. So uh, United States takes on Australia at nine fifteen tonight. So we get to go back to back, right? So nine fifteen tonight. Got to watch that. And and it's and it's on one of the NBC channels. We don't have to go to Peacock and then look at our phone to get the updates. I, I cannot guarantee that because I'm looking at the schedule. I don't have the TV network affiliated, so that will irritate me if that's the case. So I'll be watching that game. I know you probably won't be watching, but you'll be watching the other game. You so you you keep track of that one. Well, no, like I told you, I've, I've been watching a no, lot of the other no, games. No. I've you're watching this game. It's France and Slovenia. It's on at four a.m. You're watching this game. I might. It depends. I mean, <laughs> my sleep has been so erratic. Sometimes I fall asleep. Sometimes I can't. I get up and watch parts of this. I mean, I'll I'll be honest. When they have like the the rock climbing and canoeing and things like that, it's hard for me to watch. Although I, I you know I I watch the track and field and again the sprints the 
The 200 meters for men's and women's has been sensational. The 400 meters hurdles has been sensational. There, there's been a lot, a lot of different things that I've enjoyed in the track and field, and I'm still waiting to see the pole vault, although I don't see uh, with uh, Kendricks being out because of COVID, I don't see any competition mm. from Andre Duplantis. So the women will, USA women will play uh, Slovenia, and they'll play tomorrow at 9.40 p.m. But, yes. Uh, well, it, then that game will be on one of the NBC yeah. stations. But bad news, the semifinal tonight. Peacock. And that's what I thought they were going to do. Unbelievable. They did before. I'm telling you, they're trying to get people to sign up for Peacock It doesn't now. work. It's not working. Well, it doesn't. People, you know what they're doing? They're doing what we're doing. They're going like, we're going to get mad. We're going to complain about it. We're not going to get it. Because, again, all odd hours of the evening and everything, they're not getting it. I'm curious to see how many, because I know the commercials keep on saying, if you want your NFL, get Peacock now. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think they're going to be some NFL games on Peacock channel. I don't think they're tied into the Peacock because Amazon is tied into it. I'm just telling you yeah. the commercials I've been seeing. Yeah. I don't really yeah. – I, I don't know. They're a subsidiary of NBC, and NBC only has you know the Sunday night football game and then the occasional playoff game. But you know Amazon is going to be the Thursday night game now because you know that, this is where it's going. It's going to Amazon. It's well, going Amazon Peacock. does it's going deliver. They just don't pay well, and you've got to work 16 hours a day yeah. <laughs> from what I hear. All right, I want to thank Chris Bosio for joining us, talking about Major League Baseball today. Uh, Adam Joseph, uh, B. Sal, for chiming in with some Houston tips uh, as well. Appreciate that. I will be off the next couple days. Ballpark Frank is in. Clayton Hamilton will be joining on Thursday as well. Numchuk saying goodbye. I say goodbye to you. There you go. Heave ho. Uh, and uh, you guys have fun. Enjoy. You miss any part of any of these shows, go to the website, tcmartinshow.com. It's all up there. And the classic interview page is updated. Got to have Bosio on there. That it's was a there. Max interview. Yeah, it was Max. Good stuff. Good, Good stuff. thing for Scherzer. All right, man. <laughs> all right. Well, you enjoy uh, the next couple days. I'll try. You enjoy. You have fun. There's no guarantees in life. I'll, I'll, I'll be far removed. But maybe I'll check in with you from, uh, from Minute Maid Park. Right. I just want to know, if I ever get down to Houston again, I do want to know some good barbecue places. Well, I'll have it dialed in for you, my friend. But remember, if you're saucing, you're cheating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everyone, uh, enjoy the Olympics, uh, everything else that uh, is going on in your Major League Baseball. I will talk to you on Monday. Again, Frank in on Thursday and Friday. Have yourself a good one. I'll be vacationing. We'll t- check you on Monday. And again, follow everything at the website at tcmartinshow.com. Have a good one. Austin La Vista, baby.